Branch Brothers, the podcast is proudly sponsored by Black Bioorganic Glow. Mmm. Oh. There's like another seven or eight wings in there. Oh. What? This is so good. Oh my goodness. Huh? Well, you like the, this one? I've been so good for so long. This just mm. tastes like. Oh yes. <laughs> I haven't tried this one before. Cameras are on. It's delicious. So very good. Pardon? Yeah. And this is why people getting beef on, on the on the timeline about is it is it Sam's, is it PFC, is it Morley's? It's Morley's guys. And we didn't choose that. We didn't choose that. It is the way it is. Why is that? It's very chicken. It's just vegan, bruv. This vegan coming here bringing these bad Bad vibes. Quinoa vibes, cause he's burger wheat vibes. Vegan, not vegan, vegetarian. 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 Not Same thing, he still eat burger wheat and that. It's these Far Eastern Africans, man. <laughs> they've, got, they've got issues, man. Man said I'm Eastern, but he's Far Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> the way he highlighted the Far Eastern. African. No, I'm Southern Africa. So, I'm, I'm Southern Africa, so so you know he he's truly. I was trying. To, I was trying to bring you down, wasn't it? No, it's not happening. It's not, I, I thought this through. <laughs> Let me go. So we got Uganda, we got Sierra Leone. Oh yeah, that's so. Mm-hmm. Huh? It looks I like a Sierra Leone. We have a look. I went to I went to college for a guy right, from Delhi who looks just like you. What you saying? Eat, eat potato leaf. Yeah, man. Tala. Everything. Granite soup. Everything. Yeah. yeah? I granite soup. Everything. Cassava leaf. Cassava leaf. But isn't he cultured? It's my favorite West African cuisine. Mm. Yeah? I got I used to go to the salon um the right? salon trips. Yeah, yeah. Salon it don't, it don't outing. So sure. honestly has the best food. Jollof rice. Yeah. We got the best food, man. No. No, I'm not lying, it's slap. Hands down the best. It slaps. I have not had the pleasure. Is it? Of, of having Sierra Leone I make, I make a like, banging cassava leaf and it's Sierra Leone style it's the only way okay right. had the Congolese one had the uh, Angolan one all of that nah it, what? Sierra Leone one is the most unhealthiest one and the tastiest one it's me. why they all have big bums you lost me um, <laughs> big man thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> the girls here, yeah, their figure comes from Manchester peanut butter sweet <laughs> oh my god listen Gun, uh, Sierra Leone women yeah their figure is fueled by peanut butter. How do you explain the South African woman's figure? Because that's insane. Oh, that's um, genetics. That, that's in the world. Of that's genetics. That's... I mean, they've got like it's undefeated. Like a four-inch waist and. See now, now you're bringing now you're bringing um, Arnold Schwarzenegger into a fight. Like <laughs> we're, we're, we're we're talking about fair candidates, and you're bringing <laughs> the elites. <laughs> Come on, man. We're bringing West Africans. I'm saying Ceylonians of the West Af- in West Africa. Ceylonians will rock anyone, and then, I bring and then my you're ones. bringing the elites. <laughs> I'm, I've seen the ratio. Powerhouse, right? I've seen the ratio. What <laughs> that BBL that women are paying for these oh days? Oh my man. god! South Africans just they just made they just yeah, made that yeah. way. In Austria, God just said that take. <laughs> he, was, he was handing out BBLs <laughs> You get a pass. You he was like, pass. Oh, bro, BBL for you, BBL. <laughs> <laughs> BBL. You're my BBL. <laughs> Check under your chair. BBL. <laughs> mm. Can they see under the chair? 
Boy. <laughs> I never, I've never dated um um any African women that weren't from West Africa, you know. Really? Yeah. Is that hit me now? So you dated Serena? No. <laughs> I'm Nigerian, when I think about it. I haven't dated Ghanaian. Only Nigerian and Caribbean, I think. Everything. Sorry, King. Let me trick you out of that. Yeah. So my, my, for me, Nigerian yeah. and Zimbabwean, that's it. There's Chana. one. Hmm? Yeah, Nigerian. <laughs> wow. Is anyone not dated in Nigeria? I have. Ah, I have. I have. <laughs> no, I said all of mine's in Nigeria. Is anyone not dated? Oh, Nigeria? Zen. Oh, for real? It's because they're everywhere, aren't they? Let me try the new I went to China yeah. and I was bewildered. I said, Good Lord, where aren't you? We're <laughs> 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 everywhere. <laughs> So, you'd be, you, you'd be fascinated to know that Samuel is half Nigerian, half Pakistani. Yeah. And to me, that's just the wildest combo. That is a bit. Yeah, it's a little different still. I guess your dad's a Nigerian. Everyone no. thinks that. No? Nah, everyone okay. thinks that, yeah. Mum was, was the adventurous one this time. Mm. Being rebellious in that a bit. Yep, yep. It had to yep. be rebellious, you know, Sam. Huh? It had to be rebellion in your mum's party, you know. Y'all gonna pay. Y'all gonna pay. I'm going. I'm going to Asia. The life, the life my mum was living, yeah. Anyone was rebellion. <laughs> she was allowed anywhere. Yes. Anyone was rebellion, fam. What? So you, man. I invited our brother here today. He's the first and only person I've invited to come and join us. On Branch Brothers, the podcast, Mm-mm-mm. because I just had the best time talking to this man, and I think it was like a day, the day that I released the first episode, and I called you and said, "Yo, I've released this podcast with my boys, and I thought of you, and I think it would be really good for us to to, to to come and join us." And he's like, and I said, and I said to him, "I just enjoy talking to you, you know." And he's like, "Yeah, I enjoy talking to you as well." We have such authentic conversations, he says, and I said, and brother, that is the name of the episode. Yeah. Audience, please give a warm welcome to our brother Samakai. Okay. Incredible. Woo! Yes. I clap, but I'm smacking chicken right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> My fingers are covered in barbecue. Listen. Sauce. I'm still trying to find the tissue. Thing. <laughs> Yo, I put some of that chili powder in here, yeah. Right. Is it right there? It's kicking a little. Okay. I'm loving the classic sort yeah, of man. approach to my to my meal mm. right now. Oh, you know you're in south. In, you man. know you're in south now, boy. So <laughs> the fried chicken molly's. <laughs> it's my first time having molly's today, man. What's the verdict? Is it what it's cracked out to be? Mm. I think it's the best, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, non-biased it East Londoner. Right. That's Are you right. Molly's in East London? No. 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 You don't Apparently travel to the north, though. I don't, oh, man. But you don't travel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you really don't. You guys are deprived, man. I don't think they'd make it right. So what do you do? What do you like do after school when you when you finish? You get the four wings and six sands in it. Nah. Some fried chicken. No, they've got chicken shops. They just got a morning. I'm there, but morning is the spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, what would you rank second to morning then, from your experience? Probably chicken cottage. Cottage, yeah. Mm. Then probably oh, wow. sand or something like that. Mm. Chicken cottage is just everywhere. That's why everyone goes there. I don't know if I... In my chicken eating days, I put them up there. Listen, I look like an animal right now just going for this. Just, 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 just. 
your cheat day, innit? Listen. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> if you're gonna go dirty, go dirty, like. I couldn't tell you. So what is, and this is open to everybody, in your own interpretation, what is an authentic conversation? Eating chicken and talking. I like that. But you'd say that, I kind of expected it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said that with a bigger smile on my face. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> Um, for me, I'd say something organic, man. Something briefly about something that you can take away from, feel better after the conversation. Mm-hmm. Because you know how many times like, I don't want to bring my under the bus. Work colleagues, tells school colleagues, you have conversations and laugh, so you just like, that's just the time. Let me tell you something. I know exactly what you're talking about. I worked in a primary school last year, and this was the first time I was walking into sort of like a quote unquote normal job in like nine years. And it was a very conscious decision. It was either continue doing all of the stuff with like wall of comedy and, you know, doing foot asylum stuff and whatever, which was fun to do, by the way. But I was like, I could just feel that I have to do something meaningful. But unfortunately, you have to do something meaningful in places where people have meaningless conversations. I walked into the staff room the first day and to my gross bemusement, I, I, I met conversations that I was like, oh my God people actually allocate time to discuss this and it's not just like oh yeah did you watch eastenders last night no 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 the delving into people's personal business with such profuse investment profuse <laughs> invest profuse what yes. profuse is that like extreme extreme a mass yeah yeah they really went for it and mm. i remember just feeling like i'm suffocating so I stopped eating in the staff room. For those of you at that primary school, if you're hearing what I'm saying now. The yeah. staff room was forbidden bro. land. Yes! Bam. I tried to go in the staff room many times, but they have fought me off. They would... Oh. Uh, Sam, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. I'd be like, miss, can I just see? Life, miss, please, can I just... The staff room is a, a myth, man. Wow, what makes, it, what makes the staff room so special? Okay, so... It, in the original kind of way, it's really where we can go and, and say exactly... the kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Put it plainly. I mean, really and truly, there are some children who truly are little... And I say it with love because I, I serve them every single damn day. And these little grasses decide sometimes that today I'm going to drain you. Today I'm going to sink my vampire teeth into your jugular. What's the point of time with those kids though? Yes, and that's why I have the patience for them because I was that little <laughs> Right, I said that in the last episode as well. <laughs> Copy and paste the censorship. <clears throat> I was that kid, so we go there and it's like, can you imagine? Uh, two days ago, I spoke to um, these parents and um, the, the, the parents of this really sweet boy, but he's not, he wasn't being that sweet that day. He just decided to just do shutdown.com and even the most optimistic of people his father usually is very like you know da, 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 you know going for it really supporting the kid and he sounded so defeated me hearing the dad sound defeated that day really let me know that dracula's offspring has really just <laughs> come through because he he just felt he just sounded dead to me and that's not much hope for me because i go to the parents and say okay cool like how do we navigate you know dealing with this kid or whatever and the kid is just there like <laughs> I just imagine. 
That's crazy. But that's it, man. I feel like a lot of us were that kind of kid at one point mm. in school because sometimes, obviously, from stuff that you go through at home, and those of us just, who became somebody by the way, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, and translating to school. You spent most of your time in school and wait for like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You felt like you spent most of your time with these people who you could probably relate to. And as a young man, especially a young man, um, it's firm. There's just one flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please, please. You got, you got, you got usher it out though. Yeah, wait, wait, oh, did he go? That's it. Wait, close, close, close. Yeah. Man said be gentle to the enemy. <laughs> no, this is the enemy. No, you have to you have to no, just, coax it out. Because yeah, yeah. oh, if you do all of this, don't forget he's got a big Ghanaian hand. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be like flapping all this air and this thing is like, I'm trying to get out! Let me out! <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, in school days, um, I feel like, in, in, again, in school is just one of those things you can express yourself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Could you? In a way, you could. Mm. Because no, no, no. Like, give us your experience, yeah. There are people that you're familiar with in terms of friends, um, but there, there are different types of expression. I express myself best when I used to play football. Mm-hmm. That was my form of outlet a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, especially when you find something that you're good at, you know, people praise you and whatnot, so you're like, that's my happy place. Up until now, actually. Um, and that was a career path I was pursuing before. Yeah. Before the injuries and stuff. Was it the right or left knee? No, it's not even the knee. The right or left knee? What happened? If I start, yeah, you got What are you saying? The army? My most recent injury is a fractured shoulder. I actually broke a bone and it went into my deltoid. A chip of it went into the deltoid. It's still, like, now I'm talking to you. It's painful. Painful. I had a shoulder injury and it was. It happened in December 2019. Every night since then, at the start, I couldn't do this. Honestly, at one point I was crying because I was like, I'm never gonna be my again. It was the week after I left my previous job. Literally just walked out. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do this photography thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Full time, boom, done. A few days later, that happened on a Wednesday, I think it was. A few days later on a Monday, broken shoulder. How did that happen? It seemed like the most innocent. What you fell on? Innocent injury. No, so the ball's going out. Someone come from behind, just push me. I go, I was like, hey, oh, be careful, man. It's like, yeah, like sorry, what not? But it feels like because I was trying to force myself from sliding yeah. or whatever it was. Mm. So I don't know if I fell on it, a yeah. bit of weight or yeah. whatnot. But yeah, it was just, yeah, man, like <clears throat> them, them injuries. Sometimes yeah. they put in the right direction in life, though, because <sighs> you're doing some very important work. Yeah. You're not yeah, just any photographer. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that too much today. But nah, another time. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going to do that because. Another time, another time. Yeah. But, yeah, legit, man. legit, we just have to acknowledge that. Yeah. yeah. And in reference to authentic conversation, uh, I think that transparency mm. plays a big part in it because mm-hmm. the, the smallest conversations, the most trivial and do you know what that reminds me of? Just when we were buying this chicken, yeah. conversation we had with that lady. Yeah, yeah. We were bonding with some white woman in, in Morley's store. <laughs> she, she was alright, still. Honestly, but to me, that was a very yeah. good The fact that she was in Morley's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That says something. That's a culture. 
level conversation but the level of transparency had us really dig mm, into mm, things mm. and she was speaking about like the path she took in life and all of that just off Good, this well, you guys a five minute conversation you yeah. guys got gone for 20 know. minutes yeah, yeah. you lot were doing that dr phil <laughs> yeah yeah but that, that's the thing about authentic conversation because it's so unforced mm. it just happens mm. so natural mm. you know what i mean whereas sometimes there are people that you are Okay, I'm gonna talk a little bit about work, right? Like mm. I said, Go ahead. there's this new work I started in, and <laughs> bro, I kid you not, we're doing the training. There's a part of the training where the guy goes, all right, I'm gonna separate you now in a room. It's a Zoom thing, innit? Mm. So all of you go in a room and converse. <laughs> bro, the rooms are pinging. Oh no. Nobody said pin. <laughs> I know. No word. What? And we'll literally just sit there 15 minutes later, then you come, we'll come back to the main room and it was like, so what do you lot talk about? Boom. And even when he's in the main room and he's like, quiet, I need to go do something quickly here. Yeah? You guys just talk between each other. Boom. By the way, for all of, all of our non-melanated listeners, <laughs> Pim is a slang word for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Silence. Mm. To literally specific silence. Context. Yes. Literally silence. And we like yeah. to speak in onomatopoeias. <laughs> Wait for the opportunity! <laughs> I got the years on the back of the Can I tell you why I doubt that? I'm so sorry to cut you. I tell mm-hmm. why I doubt that. Because a lot of people, especially in this country, they will engage in the conversation and they will try and meet you where you are because mm-hmm. they can't escape physically. With Zoom, they can just turn off the camera, mute their mic, and you can't do anything, you can't say anything. They don't have to engage with the awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. So it really has to be a meeting of the minds. And you know what it is, yeah? I've noticed... People that aren't used to rich conversations get overwhelmed at the oh, thought yeah. of it. Yeah. Like and and for me, in terms of reading like people people's interest in conversations is usually by questions. So I, I read into their questions and how surface level the question is, how applicable the question is to what they to what is being discussed or what I've said. So if I hear a question and it sounds like they had that question ready before what I've said. I know they're not really engaged, you get what I'm saying? 
Okay, because there's some questions. It's kind of like how with some people, like it. It's actually like a red flag for me if someone like goes into the mistake of when someone says, "Oh, enjoy your food," and it's like, "Oh, you too." Like for me, it's like you you always prepare these responses, yeah, yeah. and that's someone that that's a sign of someone that doesn't listen. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for me, like the questions they ask, like how surface level are they? How trivial are they? Do you know what I'm saying? And when they ask questions that are very applicable to you or what you're saying or from a space of genuine curiosity, you know, this is someone that wants to converse. Yeah. yeah. And so people that just say, oh, and you, what about you? Do you know what I mean? I find that when someone says to me, and how are you, right? Um, before I answer, I try and sort of, if it's someone I know, then I kind of can decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, Simon, Simon says to me, like, how are you? I'm mm. giving him the full lowdown, mm. right? I'm like, have you got time, right? Whereas if it's someone who may be, like a colleague at work, for instance, right? I've, I've now figured out who do I say, I'm fine, thanks, to. Or, and I've also figured out who I can say, mm, last week was rather heavy, but I had a big win at the end because I achieved all my goals. And then this week I've been quite exhausted, um, but you know, we keep moving. Felt a little bit emotional when I spoke to such and such and blah, blah. But you know what? I'm coming around. So for me, it's the difference between that and knowing who to say all of that to and the people who just say, like, I'm fine. I can't lie to you. I don't care who you are. How I feel is how I'm... No, I tell you what. I do it for myself. It helps me process how I feel. So I don't care. No, big man thing, yeah. I'll if a man at a bus stop, well, no. If a man at a bus stop hurts me how I am, I'll be like, look, big man, yeah. Last week, my ex, yeah, she was right. Yeah. You know what? You know what? In the in the chicken you shop. No, no. You need to see what this so happened this is. Look, big man, last week, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And I'm telling you, it's why I'm I'm good. It's why I don't have it on my chest and I don't yeah. have it built yeah. up inside. Like I'm I don't pretend to be free. I don't pretend to not have things on my chest. Because right. I, I don't. And if you ask, <laughs> that's no, but there's some, people, but there's some people that when they ask you how are you today, for them it's literally for that moment. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just it's that is that response, that automatic mm. you see someone clip. Hi, how are you? Or, you know, the typical British. Oh, oh, yeah, right. yeah, 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 like that. And then there's not, yeah, exactly. But for me, it's like if I have. No, a... but I'm saying, I still won't say I'm fine. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I won't go into depth, but I still be like. Oh, no, so I'm it. more used to those surface level. Why well, did you have people mm. around me to have rich conversation with? Mm. Like, how are you doing, big man? Yeah, man, it's good. How are you? Sure. How's them things? Them kind of conversations. Mm. I've just had to learn. I think, do you know what it is? I think I just switch up. Like, I'm not even joking. There's times, if you lot are having a conversation and I find a surface level, in, in the middle of what I'm saying, I'll walk off sometimes. Like, I'll, I just go, All right, I, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah, I'll be talking, I'll be like, I, you know, I don't worry. And I'll just walk <laughs> off. Like, I just, I just, just this moment where I'm like, what, what am I doing? That's how I felt in the staff room. I ended up eating in the classroom upstairs because I was like, I can't be in a room where people are talking about, did you hear? Fam, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that conversation, you know. I, I don't care who's who's digging out who. I don't care who's taking what track. I don't care. But th- th- you see me, yeah, and this is where, so again. No, I was going to say, I feel like there's a, there's a tone as well that you can literally distinguish. Like, for example, even how are you? Are you like, how are you? For me, I'm just like, all right. 
Oh, Wait, you know what? You know what? Oh, I'm not around that. I'm not around that. That's what That's it is. Because now, well, now when you did it like that, I was like, right, I don't actually really get that. So, yeah, yeah. For, for those of us who actually nah, like, yeah. venture into the world, <laughs> <laughs> like we we meet lots of different people. Samuel is 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 already like this highly affirmed, um, self sufficient, and very honest human being. So you, if you're not about your stuff, you can't be around this man. It's just not possible. You can't. You will suffocate. Do you understand? <laughs> no, it's the truth. It's the truth. You yeah. have to really be able to deep these things because there are people in the world that, you know, you can kind of bear being around them, whatever, mm. okay? Um, neutral folk, we'll call them, yeah? Mm. And there are some people that you can't be around them because they're hella annoying mm. and some people you can't be around them because they're hella secure. Mm. And, and, and because they've got so many positive reinforcements and within that realm, there's nothing else but those positive reinforcements. Yeah. That For me, that was my early childhood, before things got really messed up. It's like my mom's telling me how handsome I am all the time, and my dad's telling me how brilliant I am in the mind all the time. So, so when I'm talking about I want to have my own airline one day, and everyone's looking at me like I'm dumb, and I'm really going into like ideas of like, cool, so these are the routes we would fly. At 10 years old, I'm saying, these are the routes I would fly, and these are the kind of prices I would want to charge or whatever. And I remember like one particular family member saying, oh, you're building castles in the sky, just quit that before you get disappointed, right? <laughs> so sorry. Just reflect on your life now, innit? Um, and, and, and I'll go to my dad and say, Daddy, this is what I'm thinking. And the man never, ever, ever said to me, no, you can't do that. The guy never questioned me away from the path. Mm. He always questioned how do you... Right, so, so it wasn't until I came to England and I met mediocrity for the first time. And I was like, <laughs> oh... Tell me about it. Honestly, uh, England is where you encounter so much. Mm -hmm. like, so much. Mm -hmm. like you're talking, I'm like... I can relate because again, my mom's in in Sierra Leone and she's mm. never been in the UK anyway. So I talked to her daily, even the way I was talking to her, and her mindset is: listen, everything you want to do, as long as you're happy, yeah, and you're the best at it, go. Right. Even if you don't want to go to uni, don't go because you see that it's not going to be beneficial to you. Mm. But if there's something you do see and want to do, go. You've got my literally my full support. Mm. And there are family members that I even sometimes live with, and they're just like, mm, like, oh, for example, I was just pursuing football. Um, evidently I had uh, the abilities to get somewhere. I was, you know, at one point even playing county football, but then mm -hmm. the family members I lived with at the time, there was never that support, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? There was never that strong support. I don't mean that's a footballer's you know your height, by the way. You're, you're super tall for a footballer. All the footballers have six, met. Six one, six one? Yeah, that's tall sure. for a footballer. Like, yeah, sure. like, yeah, like, just like, in recent days, like, a lot of them are, they've got the, the games evolved, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause so, before, being short was you you mm -hmm. barely making it. Thing. I think me Messi kind of changed yeah, so much yeah, around, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, but yeah, again, just that support. You know what I'm saying? That mm. support of you know keep going, push, etc., etc. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where I went to trials and teams, I got in, and they were like, "No, because you need to do ABC." And I'm just like. Yeah. That was me. That was me when I went to go and audition for stuff because I'm not like trained or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm self-taught as a singer, and I'd go to auditions and I'd sing. I'm like, so where did you go to school? I'm like, well, I didn't, and immediately they hate me. I remember getting bullied at a at a, at a conservatory, right? Um, because it was an intensive four-month um, course. And shout out to one of the most amazing vocal coaches ever, Leontine Hass. She's incredible. She always had my back. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of the students. Um, being that being 99% of them, they didn't have my back, they didn't appreciate me, they didn't like me because these are people who have already graduated from um, film school, drama school, mm. all this kind of stuff. They've already graduated and they've come back 
to the studio, to this conservatory, so that they can polish up on their skills. For me, it was completely brand new. I didn't know who these, some of these composers were, had no, no clue whatsoever. So, and, and here I am, you know, coming in just big voice and doing whatever I'm doing. I'm saying, cool, teach me something because I really, yeah. I, they don't see that I'm craving to learn because I've had to figure this whole journey out myself. But because I've got the initial belief, because the conversations we were having in the house with mom and dad, were the conversations that said, go forth and conquer. Because my dad came from the dust, right? And he, and he educated himself, educated 11 of his siblings. He, he, he bought his parents their first home that they owned. He hitchhiked from Southern Africa to England and, and he, he was a political prisoner. He did all these things. My dad's legacy is so giant, it's so huge, that like when I look back on my history and I look back on where I've come from, literally the man wore a loincloth as a child and in one generation, he was he was he was pending a knighthood from the queen, and then the president of Zimbabwe court and said, "No, no, come and work for your people." And then he became the master of high court, and all these he just did all kinds of things. My dad was like a pioneer of, of race relations in the UK in the seventies. If that's my legacy for me, I, I I don't know how to to be any other way. I don't know how to think any other way. Do you get it? Mm. And so, I I've had a lot of people um, when I've when I've come through, and my conversation level is like, you know, sort of like mogul vibes. Okay, and then you got people saying I'm grandiose. Um, I'm, I've got delusions of grandeur, and so thus when I was at this conservatory, they hated me so much to the point where, remember, they've come to polish up on their skills, right? I've come to just learn because I'm like I've never done this before, and I remember I was auditioning for a West End show secretly while I was doing that course because, and I didn't tell them because I knew they wouldn't be happy for me, and then on the last, we had a showcase, and at this showcase, I remember. Literally, we were doing like numbers on the stage, like dancing and stuff. And this girl, Ella Vise, under the bus you go. And um, she <laughs> she literally pushed me, you know, while we we're doing a routine. She really hated me, bless her. And she didn't realise how privileged she was. She didn't realise that she came from that sort of, that, you know, sort of, oh, it's all right, darling, you, you take the car for the weekend. You know, that type of family. I'm, I'm walking from Victoria Station to Hammersmith because all I've got is £2.50 to buy a juice box and a flapjacks. Do you get it? So, so, uh, and, and I'm still going in there with the confidence that I will win. Not because I think I'm better than other people, but because I'm like, I have to win something. My dad hitchhiked through the dust. I have to flip and do this. And I, 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 I did the showcase, got pushed on the stage or whatever. I remember them asking me, so do you have any agents in the audience coming to see you? And I said, oh, my agent's here. They're like, right, you have an agent. I said, yeah, I'm doing this because I'm gonna learn, but I've already got an agent. Oh, okay. The next day I get the call from, from my agent saying I got into the West End show. Completely unrelated. I can't lie to you, man. Because of how low level these people's minds were and their conversation was, it was all jealousy and, 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 and envy and all the stuff I'm saying can't survive around Samuel. All, the se all that stuff, yeah. that level of conversation that can't survive around Samuel. For me, I, I saw that around me and um, not only did they, were they sarcastic and really mean about me getting the job, the following Sunday was the last day of the course. No one, apart from this lady called Helen, shout out to you, Helen, she's in the States, amazing singer. No one spoke to me that day. And then a, a few months later, when the certificates came through the mail, one of the girls who was on the course, she was, I guess she was trying to like pay off the, the, the fees or something. So she was doing admin in that office and she's the one who posted the, the, the certificates. And my certificate came in like an envelope that's got hardback and it was crumpled. Like literally crumpled, you know. That's that well, because because she crumpled it. Yeah, she crumpled it. <laughs> she crumpled it. It's coming a hardback yeah, yeah, envelope, yeah. and so my things are like raw. People are petty, you know. Yeah, and I think to myself, okay, so it's either I dumb myself down, gossip with them, talk rubbish with them, 
share boyfriends and girlfriends with them and um, because that's what they do that's what they do you know i'm thinking yeah and i'm trying to kind of see why my experience was a bit different in 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 the creative world Mm. and and trying to learn and i honestly think because they see me as hood yeah (laughs) yeah hand on heart Mm. i think that's why i get away with not knowing shakespeare and all these things that as in I feel like a lot of other people, when, when when they say, if they was to say, like one guy was saying, oh, he don't know one Shakespeare play. And they were like, you don't know one? You don't know Hamlet? You don't know blah, blah, blah. But when I'm like, no, I ain't read none of them. They're like, oh, you oh. oh. They're so And because, so, so and I'm that. supposed to, because of my stock, I'm supposed to know these things. Apparently, that's what I'm saying. It's expect- I'm saying I feel, because like people from that world, don't have high expectations for me right or expect me to know these things oh. when when i say i don't know these things they like want to show me and they like do you know what i mean because i'm I, and they're asking me about my world they're like oh where whereabouts is this and what happens there and this that and i'm telling them and they're like oh and then when i'm telling them oh i don't know this or i haven't done this oh you know what i'll show you oh it's just this and and they're like and i've noticed again it comes down to intimidation i feel mm. like in in that world like on road they will find me intimidating but in in the space of learning they don't find me intimidating they don't think i'm intelligent so no, but could, yeah in that space of learning as well you yeah in the space of learning it's um for example what you're saying first of all because you had a mindset mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and they come with a mindset as all these people is because one they're in a position of privilege mm-hmm. and two as they see themselves as privileged mm-hmm. they always have that I'm going to use a term anyway, that um, saviour complex. Mm-hmm. My saviour complex, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? They always want to be able to step in mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, you. Yeah, and I'm oh, like, I'm, 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 I'm okay. When you're like, no, I'm good. And I'm they don't like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? That's, that's exactly what it is. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. No, but no, no, no. But it makes sense. It does make sense. What I'm saying, no, experience was different because they, they, they can, they can do the savior thing on me. Do I mean? Because when I, when, when, when I'm like, oh, what, where's that? What does that mean? And the thing is, yeah, the things that I don't know, yeah, they're very trivial, and I don't care, innit? I'm like, oh, I don't know that. I don't know this. But I'm not like I. I even just watch the decisions they make here, and I'm like, you're dumb, bro. <laughs> like, like, you know what? Yeah. In when it comes to life, like doing yeah, real life things, life. I'm like, I'm like, you lot are idiots, fam. Like, you lot are dumb. I think I, I, I think um. Get eaten alive in the real world. Oh, I'll i walk all over the fam. I empty their account and make them buy it back with me. I I think um. So, so we've all we've all got very very vastly different backgrounds. You know, the thing that unifies every man in this room is, is that all five of us are from some part of Africa. So we've got Ghana, we've got Uganda, we've got Sierra Leone, we've got Nigeria, we've got Zimbabwe in the room, right? And and apart from that, there are such vast differences in in our history, right? You've got your family set up, Ed's like you know, um, Ed is our is our multimedia guy, by the way. People like shout to Ed. Um, and so Ed's, Ed's got his own family dynamics and things like that and, and thus, you know, his experiences have pushed him in a corner enough that he has to engage in the most important authentic conversations. Idris became a father at 19 years old. If you're not going to pull your socks up, then your son's going to pay for pay for your sins. Mm. Do you understand? So, you, so he, he has to rise to the occasion. You saw war growing up as a child. 
Mad. If that if that doesn't do yeah, something, eleven years civil war, bro. Yeah. Do, do you see what I'm saying? My, if my boyfriend so long yeah. as well, same thing. Like he was telling me about it. Right. So so if you're not if you're not seeing that, if you're not if you're not if, do you know what I mean? if that's not if that's not gonna make you wanna be something or make you wanna actually talk about the stuff that's important, then I don't know what. You know what I mean? I've talked about my childhood and all sorts of, all sorts of, so many times that for me I've had I had to level up. I couldn't because you could say I had a privileged background. But then, like when, when the when the shit hit the fan, I had to really step up, right? And step up in a foreign country and doing things different and whatever. Same thing with Samuel. It's like you've got your own colours in your background. That it's like okay, well, we ain't got no time for, for for the pettiness. We haven't got time for the small stuff. Let's just go for what's real and let's engage in that. So I'm gonna pose a question to all of you guys. Is tragedy? Or being pushed in the corner really the only way for us to kind of level up, or can we can we not find another way? We can. I, I I personally feel it's a great catalyst for those that don't have those resources. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's almost like a little beast to see. I feel like if you didn't have like the upbringing that you did, mm. where you're told actually you can do this, like you end up stagnating, mm. and you sort of do need it like that. Yeah, you need to be back into a corner. Yeah. I, feel, I feel it may be similar to what I've noticed with people that are very comfortable, like an only child or comfortable for their whole life. Like those people I've noticed they struggle with motivation, and I don't even blame them for it. Like mm. I understand it because even. I started to notice kind of complacencies in me the more financially comfortable I was. But my level of hunger means when my hunger dropped, it's still very high. Mm. But I could see it wasn't like I felt like I was going to die. Motivation, bro. What do you mean? Do I, believe like, I don't know, man. I don't think motivation makes you do things. I'm one of those guys that thinks discipline and routine. I agree to disagree. Um, I wrote this Wait, I still, I still don't understand <laughs> the question. Wait, I don't understand the question. Like, you can be motivated to do something. Like Today mm. I can say, do you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to make... Milk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm always there, you know? mm-hmm. But if I've got the discipline, yeah, and the routine in place, oh, like, yeah, discipline is that food to do this today. Yeah. But this is my routine. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with it. I, I, I feel they all go hand in hand. Like, I don't feel it's either yeah. or. Like, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I feel you, you need. Because even if you have the discipline, if you, if you don't have the motivation, like, the level in which you're going to be disciplined or the level in which you do things. It's still and the level of the outcome. Yeah, because so, I was gonna say even like you be disciplined and you do it at a maybe standard level or at a level you need to a cruising level. But if you're motivated, you push whatever is required from you. You want more than that. Yeah, if you're motivated. But if you're not motivated and you're disciplined, you're just gonna do what you need to do. Yeah, I'm gonna relate it to an athlete's perspective. Obviously, you've been in football. Mm. Like, sort of, would you wake up some days when you're feeling hurt, when you have your injury, but you know, do you know what? Today I have to get this out of the way, I have to train this many times, I have to run this many miles. I still think that's motivation. I still think the person's yeah, motivated. Yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah, say, quick disclaimer, I'm not football anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast. But um, do you know what? Again, there are days that you wake up feeling some type of demotivation. Demotivation? Yeah, a bit of motivation. I think, wait, I think we should define motivation because mm-hmm. we might be having different conversations in how we define motivation. That's true. Cool, so a couple of years ago, probably about, I don't know, seven, eight, not a couple, 
seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote a, a blog post, right? <laughs> saying motivation gets you started. Right. Yeah. Discipline keeps you going. It takes you to your destination. Mm-hmm. Right. In other words, um, I've seen so many people motivated to want to accomplish something, mm-hmm. whether it's start a business, maybe pursue football or different things in life. Mm-hmm. And because they weren't disciplined, they lacked a level of discipline. Mm-hmm. At some stage or when they encounter some type of difficulty they gave up mm. you know what i'm saying so motivation is something that's good to keep you going for example when the year normally starts january we know that oh God. month everyone is super i can motivated feel it i can just feel it <gasps> this is my year exactly no one so can say it. no no everyone was scared to, to say that at the start of this year after the, the year we had last year everyone should Guys, guys, we did not see that animation <laughs> of the girl going up the stairs, leaving stuff behind. Nah, we, we didn't see that last year. Those older artists grabbed their eraser and <laughs> her out. We are all Rubbed in this together. <laughs> but yeah, normally at the start of the year, everyone's that like super pumped, super kick. There's that motivation. Yeah. Um, sometimes I know people personally who are in the habit of listening to these YouTubers, especially Americans. I don't feel like what their motivation. Oh, I, I can't like stand <laughs> them. But that's me. I don't feel like they speak about nothing. Even sound motivational oh. if they're not American because they have a certain accent, yeah. Yeah, right? The way in which they drop words in the background. You gotta need it as that. much as you need to breathe. Are you really? Do you want it? Starving for air. Okay, that's the thing. I feel like. Uh, just to, to summarize, I feel like motivation is more linked to your emotion. Mm, whereas discipline is more intellectual, it's a decision, something firm, mm. something you decide on. Yeah. Mm. And when something's mental, I think it can keep you going. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Regardless of you waking up that day, not feeling it. Yeah. But the minute you get up and you start going, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm back. Mm. Boom. Yeah. But then that's where that discipline and that routine then mm. transfers into that motivation. So the yeah, motivation exactly. might get you exactly. I, I, I think I like yeah, yeah. I, I liked what you said about um, motivation being the starting you get point start, yeah. because it, it is a thing where even if you're disciplined, you still have to be disciplined in whatever you're trying to apply yourself yeah. to. Right. So right. if if you want to start a business, it takes discipline to keep it going, but discipline isn't what's going to make you start it. So you, mm. you can say I'm disciplined yeah. and not run your business and not run a new business, but yeah, you need to be motivated to start it. Then the discipline comes, but they, they seem to come hand in hand yeah, and they kind of interchange yeah. like between each other. Isn't it? I, I, I am currently living through the ultimate test of what you guys are talking about because I've got like this tall order of stuff to do. Right. And you know, every single day, um, what is it seven weeks now since my dad passed away and um never mind all the other folks um god rest their soul as well but i mean as in like just my my dad being obviously my dad right Mm. um every single day i have a different emotion and every single day i've got like you know i've always got like a tear on the edge of my eye you know what i mean i'm ready to cry pretty much at any given moment because of this um but like i have children to nurture not my children, community's children. So whether it's at school, you know, um, I, uh, I had to go and attend youth club yesterday because two of my young boys there, uh, 13 and 15 years old, witnessed the boy bleeding out the day before. A, a, a normal occurrence in the hood, okay? Mm. Um, and, and Tuesday night, one of my kids, the 15 year old, he messaged me very, very late on Instagram. And he just said, you know, like, um, can you talk? I said, yeah, like, what is it, whatever. And he said, I saw a boy fight for his life today. And so, I have to now 
not only do I have to have my discipline to, to, to stick to my calling, but I have to also now muster the energy, not motivation, the energy to facilitate this boy who he has opened the door for, for him to express and for me to heal. And if I don't bring myself to that occasion, he's probably not going to speak again about it for God knows how long. So I'm dealing with my turmoil, my emotional turmoil from my loss. Okay. And then I've got to commit to my purpose and my calling. I, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you don't have to do this and you don't have to do that. And it's okay to say no, whatever. It's okay to say no to manipulators. It's okay to say no to users. It's okay to say no. But when an innocent child contacts me and says, you know, and, and, and I am that port of call. And then the next day, as, as you would have it, before the lady who runs the youth club, she didn't know that he contacted me, but she messaged me. She says, are you coming today? That alone should tell you what position I hold in that community. I don't live in that community, but there's a position that I hold there. So, so motivation doesn't actually come into the equation at all at this time. It's I mean, definitely discipline. Yeah. And then there's temperament. Yeah, mm. I, w- I would say discipline and then temperament because um, someone might say like, oh, well, you know, should you really be helping people when you're when you're going through this? And like, mate, this, the world doesn't stop spinning. Mm-hmm. That is why I have a therapist. I have a life coach. I've got a choreographer who comes to dance with me so that I can just take my mind off of things. Don't call me about no work stuff on a Saturday afternoon because I'm not I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was dancing to Cardi B on Saturday afternoon, right? Dipping and doing it like Wendy Williams says. I was having the time of my life. What, I, what, what tune? The up one. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Fab. I don't know about the lyrics. No, no, no. no. The lyrics. The lyrics. Do you know? What, do you know? What, what did she say? I just know she what? says yeah, up, then up, then up. See, you're such an uncle because what's gonna happen is <laughs> when you read the lyrics here, you're gonna be like, ah, what is this? <laughs> but 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 you know, so so I have I had that moment. Um, you know, I, I I got a singing coach because although I'm a singing teacher myself, again, I'm I'm now applying things in my life, not only for healing, but also holistic therapies to just move through life so that it's not as heavy and it's not as chronic. Because the, the world's not going to stop moving. So I have to have the discipline, but I have to have the, I have to then temper myself before I enter a situation. I had to very, very um, gently, imagine in my raw grief, one of my kids calls me and he's moaning, bless him. Like he's really going for it and he's pouring his heart out. And then this happened and this happened. And I said, could you just pause for a moment? And I said, could you, could you just consider? I said, right now you're complaining. And you're moaning about something, you're venting, and that's okay. I allow you to do that, and I welcome you to do that. And I'm glad that you're opening the door for, 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 for you know, for me to hear what you're saying. Yeah. But I would also like you to just consider your tone, because I love you the way I do. So when I hear you upset, it's not helping me right now, because I'm, my heart is literally ripped open right now, because I've pretty much experienced the worst thing in my life. So I'm not going to stop listening to you, but could you just be thoughtful about how you're going to tell me? Tell me the truth, but be thoughtful how you tell me. And he goes, oh, do you know what? I apologize. I'm sorry. By the way, he has more sense than a lot of my, my relatives because they're just wilding out over dumb stuff, yeah? <laughs> when <laughs> I can tell a nice... 15 or... No, this, this boy was 19. Oh, the 19. He was 19 year old. 19 year old. So, you know, so discipline and temperament because sometimes the motivation, you can be motivated to do something. And I remember like laying in my bed for the first two weeks and just really, and you know this because I spoke to you, we're trying to, we were about to start shooting a new series 
and that had to just go out the window. In fact, now that project's completely been chucked out the window indefinitely because of just stuff. But laying in the bed thinking, I've planned this thing. My year's meant to be beginning like this. I just started a new job at a school, which is like a dream job for me. And here I am paralyzed. But then there's gonna come a moment when this paralysis has to go. So I'm gonna have to be disciplined and I'm gonna have to temper myself. And that's what I'm doing. That's important. But, but and and, it, and and I have to invest in myself even further while doing it because cool the paycheck comes and I'm like cool life coach she gets she has to get her money, you know coach L follow her on Instagram she's amazing, um, and then I have to then you know look at the, the 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 whole therapy thing. Fortunately, the therapist comes through my job, but I have to now take myself. I came out of a meeting today with a kid who was sharing with me some really really deep deep stuff, and then I had to walk straight into therapy. So I, I have to like allow myself those moments because it doesn't stop. So I'm not going to lose my mind because I believe I've taken some good steps to make sure that I'm okay. Two days of the week, don't call me about nothing to do with work. Don't do it, right? Because I'm going to be dancing to Cardi B with Amani Talitha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be doing my singing. I'm going to be doing my, my coaching with, with all these different people. And that's what's keeping me okay. And that's what's a lot. And when the tears do fall, they're good tears. Yeah. Mm. And it's needed, like the process you're going through to come back to your normality, it's very, very necessary. And even in the long run, do you know what I'm saying? Even when you feel like you've reached that place where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm good again, I'm myself again, um, everything's good again, you still need to continue investing because yes. life life is hard, man. <laughs> Life's difficult. Yes. And yes. Life is full of surprises. The ghetto! <laughs> <laughs> I just think Life is full of surprises, honestly. Uh, so as, you lot, as you lot were talking about discipline now, it's such... I think it's such an instrumental tool. Like, it's... The, 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 the amount of impact and the snowball effect it has on your life, like, discipline, because of the ripple effect of the decision-making that comes with discipline, Ah, uh, as as we're talking about it, I'm really, really. I always thought it was very important, very important. But as we're talking, I'm really like fathoming how important it is. Yeah. And even if if we was to be honest to ourselves right now, mm-hmm. and we was to gauge our level of discipline, like out of ten, what would you say? Like right now, your level of discipline is now, and even ten years ago. As in, in general, in certain aspects. Of no, in general, in general, six. in your general life. Six. Six. Okay. Anyway, and, and I've come up from like a three. I was gonna say, what was it? What would you say? Was I've come like up ten years I've, ago. Oof, two. <laughs> two. And I'm saying, and, and I and I want and I want all the all the all of our audience to understand yeah, mm. that the investment that goes into discipline yeah is high. Yeah. High, high, high investment, high. and the outcome is not that high initially mm. Mm. It, it, it snowballs like mm. you're saying mm. 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 eventually it's a very long term investment very very long term investment and do you know it is as well <laughs> discipline doesn't always bring results no because sometimes discipline protects you from things and because you've been protected from that you may not for example maybe being disciplined to carry yourself safely during sex and not contracting not contracting diseases or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. You, there is no result. Like, there's no result. That's a big win, kid. Huh? 
not contracting a disease. No, no, no. But you're not going to look at it as every day as I've, I haven't contracted a disease. I'm saying there isn't something to hold. There isn't something to There's say. no tangible outcome yeah, to say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's nothing I made tangible. the right choice. Yeah, it's just, it, it's something it that's happening is. by default. Exactly. Yeah, because right. you already didn't have it. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? You already didn't have it. You applied discipline. You still already don't have it. Can so, I tell you something? This is why I love giving blood, you know. ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่ใช่
I started this new job thing, mm-hmm. nine to five. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, nine to five again. I don't have a time to sleep. Yeah. Last night, I mm-hmm. went to sleep at four o'clock. Night before, I went to sleep at five o'clock. And I'm still getting off for work at right. nine, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm just there, switching work. I was going to say, what, what when, when you're up late, are you up late, like, chilling or are you up late, like, doing work? What is it? I, I'm clubhouse. Oh, clubhouse, okay. Clubhouse. Yeah, and uh, that I'm is just, like I'm a not, I'm not just going to say clubhouse, yeah, just yeah. like in a crazy um, fuel kind of way, because I use clubhouse for a specific reason. Mm. And I'm just going to throw out, oh, network. No, not just that. Um, I... I partially moderate. I moderate um, part of the admin team of a specific group to do with Sierra Leone. Okay. So I uh, literally put myself in the center of trying to get everyone mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And we have so many di- different people in the diaspora whose emotional level is just, do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying as well. And sometimes I literally find myself as it's one the center to kind of bring everyone together, yes. bring people to normality. You know, conversations flying left and whatnot. Um, for example, like yesterday, we're having a, a conversation. Like, look, the people in our country deserve better. So we had a conversation where we open the stage, have people talk, give whatever you know opinions they have, rare, rare, rare. And then in the end, I kind of redirected the conversation back to, all right, cool. Now we talk, talk, talk. You let everything out. Time for action. What's the plan of action? What are we going to do? So we're obviously talking about problems, highlighting issues and stuff like that. But there are things that are working. So of action who's gonna donate to this who's i bet you found out that people just that? wanted to just spew out didn't yeah, they yeah there, there are people and i again i appreciate yeah. that because you like again people need to talk yeah they need some form of an outlet right of course otherwise they'll and lose their minds exactly but the main reason as to why i'm probably up that late is because the vast majority of those who are on the platform are american some mm. people in china some people okay. so it's literally all around the world so mm. to me it's like five in to them it's like oh it's just nine p.m over there oh it's just you know but I kind of got used to that because I was in control of my working hours right. a few weeks ago right. where right. I could book shoots dictate certain things and be like All right, tomorrow I don't have a shoot I could stay up till 9am in the morning and have a few hours of sleep and I'll be up by let's say 3 o'clock do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. part of my mm-hmm. schedule so talking about discipline in that sector <clears throat> yeah wow. I'm, I'm suffering man and health as well mm. yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, now they've announced lockdown <laughs> to kind of end up our own tune. I'm thinking, oh. I need a summer buddy. <laughs> I need a summer buddy, and I can't go on holiday and take pictures sucking in my belly. <laughs> it's not going to be happening. You know what? You know what? So, I tell you what, man. I'm going to tell man. you that a lot of a lot of big brothers are 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 getting mad comfortable now. And I think I'm about to take my top off this summer. I don't care, six pack or not. Yeah, fam, Let I've me been tell like, you something. Ajani, I was on Twitter. There's women that saying they like that body. The that body. That's oh, yeah, body. Yeah, that body. Yeah. Yeah. Very appealing to some. Yeah. For me, Very. yeah. You it's, got it's, market. Actually, it's actually market. appealing to more people than 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 the rock hard body. Yeah, it is. Because mm. the thing is, if you really think about it, you know, some bodies are nice to pose next to, and then other bodies are better to sleep next to. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, it, and I'm that body. No, I'm single, but I'm unavailable still. Um, I'm working on myself, and that actually means that <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm I'm the only person I'm seeing is my therapist. <laughs> uh, and, and also side. No, I, my prerequisite for whoever I'm dating is that you have to also be engaged in some sort of therapeutic practice mm. regularly, and um, I'm not taking anything less than that because not only do we, not only have we always 
all had baggage. But yeah. after this mess we've been through, and you're not making some kind of effort to make sure that you're not trying to dig your own grave, mm-hmm. you do not belong in my life. It's like in, on that intimate level to form a partnership, to build a legacy. Nah. And it's so important you say that. I spoke to someone a few weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, the clubhouse. There's certain people who've never met me in real life, and they might hear me on the other side of a call off mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, he sounds like a good guy. He sounds like a nice guy." Someone even tried to initiate. Oh, you, you kind of go good with that person, this person, that person. I'm just like. No, no, no. Right. Because, again, singleness, like you just said, you're single and unavailable. That's right. Singleness, sometimes a lot of guys are kind of lost because they don't know what to do mm-hmm. with their singleness. Mm-hmm. In their mind, being single means I am free to do whatever the hell I want to mm-hmm. do. Yes, you are. But at the same time, accountability, you got to be careful. There's so much at stake. That's right. And it's important to know where you stand. And I even said to the person, look, I am not going after certain people, not because I don't know what I don't want, because that's what people assume sometimes, mm-hmm. because I know what I want, and I know to not go after what I don't want. Right. It's and what you don't want is low-hanging fruit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's so easy to reach, and you could just, you know, but the thing is, unfortunately, with low-hanging fruit, it also has seeds in it. And so you're not trying to plant those bad trees. Let's, mm-hmm. I mean, let's, hello, somebody. Yeah. No. <laughs> I've learned, um, in terms of, like, knowing what you want, sometimes I have learned that, Sometimes we can't exactly fathom what we want exactly in people, but we know what we don't want, which can guide us to, to what we want. Because that I've watched firsthand someone not know what they wanted till they met a person. I was like, oh my God, I didn't this know this is, is what I, I want. want. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know. Like, you can't fathom someone having a habit of doing this or, or they're into this and you're like, this is amazing. Wow. And from there, you may know that's something I definitely want in someone or that's an example. And I feel the key f- for, for me, I don't fixate on partic- like a particular thing I want. Yeah. I know what I don't want and I let that guide me to all the things, mm-hmm. all the things I do want and then I collate them. But for me, I think it is core values. And once you have these foundations, the yeah, rest definitely. can be a lot more flexible. Yeah, I didn't really say that because once you see again what you don't want, mm-hmm. you start to see things that are appealing to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I feel like the more you see things, mm-hmm. the more open you are to even learn and yes. get engaged. With that sure. and, 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 and I propose that we get into reverse engineering relationships, even down to the aesthetics. Let me meet you in your rawest, rawest form. I want to know who I'm sleeping next to. Like, I don't want to, don't get me wrong, I love when a woman is beat, like, woof, like, hair, no, laid. No. And, no, 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 no. I'll no. cut out the middleman. I need the middleman out of there. My, hold on, my thing is this, hold on, my thing yeah, is this. Go on, go on, like, I like, because obviously they like to do that, and, you know, some women like to, you know, put stuff on. Oh, whatever, of course. And that's course. fine. Do your thing, do your I'm thing. like, I don't own your body. Oof, I'm not, I'm not the police for you. Do what you want. But what I want to know, though, is two things. Number one, I want to know what you really look like, and I want to know that you like it. Because because that confidence and that self esteem yeah. is what you're gonna pass down to my children, and that's what I care about. I want to know that you you like. I want to right. I want to know what you look like without any, all the fancy stuff, and I want to know and I want to have the confidence and the belief and the knowledge that you like what that looks like. It's and you know what the more me learning the more secure you are within yourself, the more important it is to find someone with because. You will consume them, like especially as you grow. The more you grow, the more isolated you become. That's the correct. smaller your dating pool becomes. Yeah. And it's like 
there's a certain level of security you have where you consume and overwhelm like women that did that don't usually self-sabotage will self-sabotage just because they feel so overwhelmed and they're like like they 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 don't even feel worthy of this they want it but they're like they know that because you got some people and i've, I've learned now to to believe people and listen to people when they say ah oh, you don't want to be with me ah right. and i'm like yes yeah, yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm not like i believe them now i've been before i'd be like trying to encourage no you're being harsh they're not they know they know who they are they know as i've explored overall healing right from from all the garbage from childhood and and whatever even the mistakes i've made that have have hurt myself and and healing from my own self-induced heartbreak (laughs) now before i would see somebody have you heard of trauma bonding before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So, so for, the, for those of you who are um, in our audience who don't know what trauma bonding is, it's typically when people are, are, are attracted to one another because of, whether it's spoken or unspoken, but that there is some sort of emptiness or a void that brings them together and they can relate to that. Yeah. Right, and what tends to happen is that because it's such a carnal feeling and, and, the, and the, the pain of that trauma is very carnal, it's very physical, so people try and fulfill it with physical things, whether it's the food or it's the drugs or it's the sex or whatever it is. So some people like they, they they come together like that. Now I'm able to spot when I'm drawing towards a, a person because of trauma and it's, a, and it's a trauma bond. And when I tell you I'm running for the hills faster than I've ever run in my life. And, and to back what Sam is saying, your dating pool becomes much tinier mm-hmm. because you know what? I, I've been attracted to some very, very destroyed people. And they've told me that you don't want me, I'm trash. And I'm like, no, we can work this out. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Because because th- then I've then observed those people in relationships. They're absolute trash. Mm-hmm. Absolute garbage. I love you guys. But still. Right, there's there was a, I remember there was a girl and I was and I'm not really like into like gifting like that before. And then I got into the habit of it and I remember I tried to be thoughtful and stuff. And this girl was kind of pushing it away and she was like, I don't deserve any of this. And I remember thinking, you know what, she probably does. Like, there's more to it. Nah, nah. Nah, let me tell you something, yeah. I really thought about it, yeah. This girl was paying, like, one of them. In terms of attraction. But then I really thought about it and I started to like unmask the pains and like look at her as a person. And I was just, there were just these little new, these little things that I'm like, okay, this is a sign of this, this is a sign of this, this is a sign of this. And it's time to stop ignoring them. Yeah. Because them flags are big, boy. Yeah, but I know, I know, I know. But it was when, when she said that, the, the space I was in, that was a huge, yeah. a huge like wet or trigger for me. Yeah. Where I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like for you to feel unworthy of love mm. to that degree. And a lot of the time people like that are used to love being difficult and this hard fought yes. struggle. Yes. And it's like when you give it to them easy, like everything with me for her was easy. And that so it's a was shock. And that's, and that's a trauma in itself actually. Yeah. And that, that even goes back to women who even say, I like hood, not like hood hood, but yeah. I like street guys. I like the, I like, uh, the edge. I like, uh, the band. I like the this, 
so like the that and the other. And then when he can't communicate his emotions exactly. and he can't even tell you how he's oh. feeling on the inside. Mm. And then when he hasn't got the patience to even try and understand where you're coming from. And when yeah. he, when you become his woman and suddenly your belongs to him and these times you're supposed to have agency over your own body because Beyonce is your pastor. Yeah. And, you, and you're all confused. No, can we talk about it? Do you know what I'm saying? So I get it. I get it. I yeah. get it. Now and now I'm seeing tweets about like, oh, you know, you know, women who are regretful that they turned down the nice guy. Let me tell you something. I am so not sorry that I'm one of those nice guys, you know. 100%. I, I'm so not sorry. Never regret. Never regret. Oh my goodness. I hope my, you know, proud. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I'll remain a nice guy till I die. Nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice this is guy. it. And, and <laughs> boy, you, you, you know what it is as well. Sometimes. A person doesn't know they didn't want the other person. Mm. Like you didn't Until know you didn't want them. Yeah, like if if a girl turns you down, you don't even know you don't want her. But you want her on face value. Right, right, right. But then when, if you was to get in there and get to know her, you'd be like, "Rah, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. want her." Yeah, I've learned that. So you get rejected yeah. by people you you don't know you don't, you don't want. want. Yeah, sure. that's yeah. what I call divine protection right there. I call that divine. And then, and then you know, it's, it's not until much later on you hear some of the fuckeries they've done. You're like, "Rah, you're actually crazy." I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah. no, because I've heard some things. I've, I've heard. Some... Thank you for deliverance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for materialistic women. Thank you for the shallowness. Amen. That protected me from the wickedness. He was like, "Take the seven, carry the Listen, we, 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 we absolutely could do this for the longest time and um, I'm going to fully take props for inviting this gentleman here. It's been a pleasure, man. And I don't even feel like conversation is done yet. It's, but, but it has to be because, yeah, god damn, yeah, we're on the yeah. clock. <laughs> you know, but um, you have to come back. And we, ha- and we have to have a meal together again. Um, and I, and, yeah, and um, next time, because today we just flowed. We just absolutely flowed and the whole you know topic was authentic conversations and, and we did that, you know. We have we, we we do have a production sheet and shout out to our producers, you know, who really worked as producers. Um and, and, and um we ditched the plan today yeah. and we just we did this. And you know what? This is the way of the world and um I'm so glad that we got to do this. For me, I say it all the time, this is a, an extremely useful and therapeutic process for me. Um, I'm not doing it because it's therapeutic. It just, we, we already slated to do this and then life happened on top of it So it's proving to be one of those wonderful tools that I'm using to get back into the world and I get to spend You know epic time with these two brothers and having conversations with Sam and Idris and uh, you know People just have no idea how blessed I am that I have these two men on the other side of my phone You know and then you've got Ed's over there as well who who is one of the most vibrant young people and just a man with such a great heart. Nah, it's and I know it. I know it. But 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 what it is is that you know we get to we get to do this in a way where most men don't get to, and it's very unapologetic. And some people will be offended by what we say. Whatever, I don't care. Your thoughts are probably more offensive than the words I have the bravery to speak with my tongue out loud. So go and take it up with the Lord, because I don't care. Um, and that's my truth. I am Ajani. I'm Samuel Williams. Idris Kavita. And joining us today and gracing us with his wonderful presence is... Samakai. Guys, for those of you who are going to be watching, you can see our Instagrams at the bottom of the screen. And then for those who are listening, we'll put the Instagrams in the description on the whatever streaming platform you're listening to, whether it's Pocket Cast or Spotify, etc. Follow us on Instagram, stories boys don't like to tell. 
or on Twitter, SBDLTT. Um, that is actually a book that I wrote. So the podcast doesn't have a page because I'm going to use the podcast to push my book because <laughs> the world needs it. Because why not? It's time we push our own stuff. Gentlemen, it's been wonderful. <laughs> Shout out to Samuel for uh, uh, the chicken dinner tonight. Um, L. I'm, I'm issuing an apology to myself because I, I ate fried chicken today, but at the same time, I can't lie. For the week I've had, it was good. Right? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah.